London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where Open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG, Open makes more possible. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, a man who's, who's fired up today for reasons, well, I guess reasons that I guess all Eagles fans can relate to. One, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine, as always, during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday <laughs> morning? Uh, I wish I could say I'm less stressed because there's a new administration. But, yes. But just... The wheels of sports have a way of just aggravating me. Whether it's whether it's jump backwards jump passes, whether it's <laughs> whether it's finishing with a hand with your non-dominant hand, which may be your dominant hand, but mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know. And the hiring of a coach that I thought people would be like I don't know, just I don't know, like I don't know. Okay, but it, it, the 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 takes are just okay today. No, the, the takes are not okay today. You know, the, the good thing is, again, so we taped the show, obviously, a couple of days. So not obviously, I'll say it. We taped the show a couple of days before it actually airs on Philly Cam Radio, 106.5 FM, during the pandemic. So sometimes when you tape shows in advance, sometimes you miss stuff and, you know, stuff's out of date by the time it airs and things like that. We got lucky today because today, a few hours before we sat down in front of these microphones to record the show for you guys, we got some big news. We got news on the Eagles coaching search. The head, co- head coaching search is finally over. The Eagles hire Nick Sirianni. We will talk about all of that because I know a lot of you listening have no idea who Nick Sirianni is. Yeah. And most of us didn't even know who the, who he was either. So we will talk about Nick Sirianni. That's the big news of the day. And, of course, what this means for the Eagles and the players on the Eagles going forward, including one Carson J. Wentz. We'll discuss all that on this episode of the show. Chris already alluded to it as well. We're going to talk some basketball we need to talk about a certain 6'10 point guard who <laughs> likes to dribble um, to about 11 feet from the basket and jump up in the air and then turn his, contort his body. Or, and, or, or, or now my new um, complaint du jour, picking up your dribble when it's like beyond not necessary to pick up your dribble. Yeah, picking up the dribble <laughs> when, you're, when you're a point guard and you've been playing the, the position of point guard for a long time, picking up your dribble unnecessarily is the probably the cardinal sin of point guarding. Um, yet we still see that, and we will discuss again our new point or our, our not new point guard, our not so new point guard, uh, Ben Simmons, and the frustrations that we've had with him. Um, I had to actually reach out to somebody to talk about this today, um, and I'll, I'll explain that a little bit later. I was, I was a little <laughs> I was well, no, well, uh, well, maybe, maybe in, in some cases. This is where it's coming because. I asked Jason Ashworth this last week. Is mm-hmm. what is it? About- oh, well, save, 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 save. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're, oh, we're gonna, we have, we're gonna talk Ben. We're gonna talk Ben. We're gonna talk a lot of Ben and a lot of Sixers basketball because again, we have to figure out where they kind of fall after the Nets again recently added James Harden. Where do the Nets uh, Sixers fall in the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference? But forget all that. We got to talk some football this weekend. This is the last weekend of multiple games, my friend. The last oh, football weekend of Champions- the year. I know, like there were a lot of stuff that happened this year. Mm-hmm. That 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 Bronco game with no quarterback. <laughs> games on Wednesday. Games, games on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. It is by the grace of Roger Goodell mm-hmm. a damn miracle that they've gotten to this point without like a complete like. W- w- were they close to complete ruin for for the NFL? I, I mean, I don't want to say complete, but were were they under this close to a full blown disaster? They were, and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. somehow I don't know. I, I, I mean, just determination, <laughs> or, or, or just or, or just a good old effort from, from Roger Goodell. They made it, and you know what? Kudos to them because I didn't because I thought we wouldn't get here. I not- or I didn't I, I didn't think we'd get here on this day. I'm not going to put the bow on it until February 7th or whenever the Super Bowl is. But you're right. Like, again, like, it's really impressive that they got through 
256 regular season games and the playoffs so far, and they haven't missed. They didn't miss a game. They didn't severely inconvenience more than any team more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like other than the Steelers, who got kind of got hosed and all this, they really didn't severely inconvenience anybody. So they kind of made it. Oh, they actually made it. I ain't gonna say they kind of made it. They actually made it. And again, we have three games left. And yeah, again, kudos I'm not gonna, to the yeah. players, man. Because like, like, like we could talk. Like this kind of is with the NBA, and they had to like, they had to set these new regulations about like. COVID, like COVID, like like COVID rules and everything about not letting guests in your not letting guests in your hotel, which I had no idea was a thing. Oh, but should like, <laughs> should that should that shouldn't that have been in version one of yeah, the COVID should, yeah. rules? Yeah, but be. no, like I, I mean, the players. This it takes sacrifice, and I'm not gonna go Joe Judge. Yeah, but, no like, judge I, I, yeah, yeah. But no, but like. Like this is what I tell, like, because people were real quick to say, "Oh, the NFL needs to, sh- like, oh man, the NFL's being reckless." It's like, no, the NFL and the players are in a relationship. The the, the relationship between, like, and, but you need the players to execute the rules, and and you know what that means? Not doing anything. Like, and, and I think as as the season has gone on, and mm-hmm. you've seen teams like have a chance, they're like. No, I think I think McDermott or, or, or like some other coach was like, you know, people are like, like the, the guys are like, what's on the, uh, uh, what do we need to do? Not get COVID. Like, but like, it's easier said than done. It's like, go home. Like, I, I mean, that and that's a testament to the players. And like, you know what? Like, they deserve every damn cent that they're getting this year. One, yeah, no, 1,000%. And, and again, the NFL, again, has, like you said, through brute force or sheer luck or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is impressive. So we will talk about those games as well. Again, we have a lot to get to on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, and take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Do you have any shout-outs before we get to the, the good no. stuff, man? Shout-out to all you guys, as always, for following us and supporting us here on Philly Cam Radio and wherever you get your podcasts and or radio shows. Again, you can subscribe to us. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, uh, Spotify, I said Google Play, I mean YouTube Music and Spotify, Spreaker, again, wherever you get your podcast, do a search for the Broad Street Line, subscribe, download, give us a heart, give us a thumbs up, whatever the five-star rating is, we will love you forever. Leave a review as well, because we will read those and kind of feel we'll feel some warmth in our hearts as well if you leave us a positive review here for what, you're, what we're doing here at the Broad Street Line. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. If you're in Philadelphia, you can catch us live every, well, as live as recorded will be, every Saturday at 10 a.m., on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. If you're not in Philly, you can listen live on the TuneIn app. Go to the TuneIn app or TuneIn.com. Search for the Philly Cam radio station and tune in to the Broad Street Line again every Saturday at 10 a.m. So you can check us out that way. You can check us out podcast. Again, we are a very accessible show, and we are also accessible on the Twitter machine. Chris is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Chris is unlocked for the moment on the Twitter machine. So you can see his tweets now. Um, <laughs> you know what, man? I had to like, I have to mix it up because when, <laughs> when there are moments where you can just like fire stuff in your drafts and you're mm-hmm. like, nah, like, like, like the inauguration or mm-hmm. just the last couple weeks, you just, you just need to lock it down. Like, 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 like Jalen Ramsey. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, like, because sometimes you just feel compelled to just, F, 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 everything. <laughs> but no, but, but people have to work. People have jobs, man. Like, like I told myself, man, I ain't never losing it. I ain't losing anything over, over some stupid Twitter account. That's one. That's, again, I don't understand some people. And, again, like, you and I kind of understand this. Like, there are some people out there who just tweet like they got nothing to lose. Yeah, it's like, brother, <laughs> it's like every time my finger, my fingers touch that keyboard, I think about, I think about my job, and I'm like, you yeah. know what? I don't like, care if yeah. I am like, like if I'm a 20 year old kid working at Trader Joe's, man, I ain't losing that Trader Joe's job right. over something I need to say about anything. It could be sports, it could about be about politics, it could be about the damn weather. Mm-hmm. Like I am, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a free app for it, it's a free app for a reason. Well, here's the thing. It's a free app, but it can cost you a quite yes. a bit of money um, if you use it incorrectly. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I, I haven't had that much of a problem with it. But again, we've all been there. But we type something in there. It's like, you know what? I can't. I can't send this out. 
Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people don't care, man. A lot of people just let it go. They let it fly. I'm like, oh, no, they'd rather say, yeah, they take pride. Like, it's the same people that take pride in getting blocked by people. It's the same people that take pride in being put in Twitter jail. I'm like, I don't want to be in any jail, much less <laughs> Twitter jail. So, no, like, like, just, just, like, I don't know, think before you type. Like, it's, yeah. it, it, it's not like, that's the thing. I, my opinion is not that important in the whole scheme of things where I need to put it out there. So, right. I, I mean, like, it's for my own self, self gratification. So, exactly. just remember that, people. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be smart. Let's be smart in twenty twenty one. Let's be smart with the things that we kind of put out there um, in the atmosphere for for other people to uh, to absorb. And speaking this of this is a perfect can... this is a perfect segue into saying smart things and not ignorant things on Twitter. Let's talk about the Eagles. Well, before we do that, though, no. Before we do that, though, because again, we only have two football games this week, so oh, you're yeah. gonna have some more free time this week. You have more free time on Saturday than you had last Saturday. What are you tweeting about? Is Royal Rumble this weekend? No, it's next weekend. I had to okay. I had to check. I, I saw Raw by accident the other day, and I saw <laughs> on the on the Titantron. It's a, a week from Sunday, and I was like, okay, now I know. It's a, it's like it's between the Super Bowl and and the uh, and the championship week. So yeah, it's a week from Sunday. But we, there are many many things, industries, and just forms of entertainment that need that need this vaccination to go through, so yes. people can like I don't know like live some level of normalcy, like a pseudo back to normal. Wrestling needs it bad, man. Like I don't like like kudos to like the Silver Dome or the Thunderdome or whatever. Like wherever they want to put it, they could put it in Orlando. They could put it with the Tampa Bay Rays. Like <laughs> like it, it. It's just it really you wrestling really needs that human that like that reaction that live reaction. And like I, I mean, do all sports need it? Yes. Like I, I mean, like I'd be lying to say that that basketball's as entertaining. Like, but man, wrestling just needs that. And then I saw like Goldberg's back. I'm like, no, I am not watching Bill Goldberg. Yeah, for those of you who are not up to date, up to speed on the latest of WWE, again, there's still no live people in the stands for WWE. Well, let me say for for the main WWE for for SmackDown and for Raw, um, they still have their little performance center kind of thing going on. Um, down for NXT, but yeah, the the uh, WWE experience again. We're almost you know we're coming up on nearly an entire calendar year with no fans in the stands. Um, all the major pay per views as of next Sunday will have had um, pay per views with no fans in the stands. Of course, Royal Rumble with no fans in the stands is going to be super weird. Um, oh, even though you will have like you said the Thunderdome kind of set up working, um, but yeah, this is one of the this is like Chris said, WWE is one of those things. Well, wrestling. Major major wrestling is one of those things where you need some kind of reaction. And again, it's nice to have I don't know how many of this a thousand screens in the Thunderdome where you're reacting <laughs> to people. But it really isn't the same having that and then having you know sixty thousand fans and pyrotechnics and ramps that go on for half a mile and guys running in and falling under the mat like falling under the ring like Titus O'Neil. It's a little <laughs> bit different. It's a little bit different when you have that and it, as opposed to the Thunderdome. So. Um, it's gonna be very interesting on on next Sunday uh, to see the Royal Rumble and all yeah, that stuff. Going, no, going no, because I think now it's an important question: What are people gonna do with their time with when when football is gone? That's the thing. It's like because football, because yeah, because first of all, we weren't sure we we're gonna have football. Now we have football, and it's you know it's great, and well, it's but it's almost over. But now you know, will people start watching that? I mean, ratings for basketball are up, but again. Is that sustainable? Like, you know, what I yeah, you know, what no, no, the pod, no, like the product right now, the MA product sucks. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like I feel zero, I feel zero percent compelled to watch a non-Sixers game right now. I don't mm -hmm. because it, like like and it's not just the COVID stuff. Like, I mean, like I, I know like that's but just the overall just juice is missing. And I don't and but that's the thing, like. NBA players got off, like, fed off of crowd energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just human. And and I don't – like, that's why, like, I, I mean, like, just having this is great. But when – like, when sports is able to get to to back to a new, new normal, it's going to be beneficial for everybody. And, and hopefully that new normal um, comes for us sooner rather than later. And hopefully we can all go down to Lincoln Financial Field and welcome – the new Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni. Give him I'm going to see Nick Sirianni in Las Vegas. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him coming off the bus, going to like uh, New York, New York. And I'll be like, 
Hi, Nick. I wasn't one of these people that was cursing your name when 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 you were hired. So Nick Sirianni, for those of you who are not familiar, is the new head coach of the Philadelphia Football Eagles. As of this recording, he has not been formally introduced, but he will be probably by the time this <laughs> airs. He is 39 years old. He was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, again, from you know all the reports, he's this young, energetic dude, likes DMX. Um, he's been <laughs> coaching in the NFL since 2009. Um, he's you know he's he coming from the Colts, so he worked with Andrew Luck, worked with Philip Rivers. Uh, when he was with the Chargers, he coached up the Chargers wide receivers, um, including Keenan Allen. But again, he has never called plays, which is the one well one of the strikes against um, young Nick Sirianni. So there's more to talk about with Nick Sirianni, but just based on your initial, what was giving your initial reaction to the news that Nick Sirianni was the head coach? I'm glad it's not Josh McDaniels. Okay. Because, uh, no, like that was my first thought. Because I love football and am in the football. I know very little about Nick Sirianni. I knew he was the offensive coordinator of the Cardinal or the Colts. Has that Frank Wright connection. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, the Eagles are just very just into connections. Like, they're like the LinkedIn of, of a football team. They need – they need references. And, like, obviously, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to Frank Reich and said, oh, Frank, like, I don't know. <laughs> What's up with your boy Nick Sirianni? Uh, but, no, like, for before today or, I, yeah, before today, like, when I think it was Schefter that said, like, I don't know, there was a two, two-dude race between Sirianni and McDaniels. I thought Josh McDaniels was like a, a, a shoo-in, which was very problematic because of his history. And, I, I mean, like – like I think I think there was a I think it was uh birds which Fred's made this like made this point. It's a good point. The whole booting like like just like reneging on the coach job is almost as bad as his his Broncos gig. Like I mean, how do you just bail out of a coach a head coaching job? So like and that gave me trepidation. The whole wanting to like hire Patriots guys, even though like eighty seven percent of them not just not just aren't like don't make it. They're like massive failures. Like Matt Patricia and Charlie Weiss. So, and it, it just seemed like just a bad mix. Is, is Nick Sirianni a better mix? I don't know, but I'm willing to like ride it out before I start like like huffing and puffing to say, oh my god, this is the like we could have done this five years ago and said this is the same conversation we're having about Doug Peterson. Yeah, so so you're right. Now let's we'll get back to that in a second. But you mentioned Josh McDaniels, who again, according to all reports, um, before today seemed like the front runner, or maybe even even today seemed like the front runner for the job. Josh McDaniels, again, 44 years old, is currently the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. But as Chris said, he um, had a little flirtation. Well, well, he was a, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, um, but then basically he ticked off everybody with the Broncos. Um, lasted a year and a half. Then and I a- forgot about that. Like he had that scandal where he. T- Take yeah, the, 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 the taping, the taping scandal, <laughs> not 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 a, not the Patriots taping scandal, the Broncos practice taping scandal. Because again, this goes outside of the Patriots organization, and of course, he ticked off Jay Cutler, and he got blown out of Denver in a year and a half. Then he had the, the brief, flirt, the very brief flirtation with the Indianapolis Colts, as Chris mentioned, the uh, the head coaching job, which he said nah, even though he said yeah before. <laughs> um, wound up them, they they wound up with Frank Reich, which again kind of works for everybody. Um, I guess under, under all those circumstances, but that being said, it seemed like he was the guy, and and I agree with you. I'm more than anything, I'm glad. I'm just glad it wasn't Josh McDaniel because I, I I know Josh McDaniel has a great pedigree and he did, has great success and blah blah blah. He just seems like a, just a a terrible guy to work with. Like, yes. I don't know he was the right guy for no, this spot. No, like and especially on a team that is vet laden, mm-hmm. like that have heard the coaches, and the last thing they want. The last thing a Fletcher Cox wants is some dude to like want his four rings to say he worked with Tom Brady. Like that just maybe that works with a young team. It didn't work in Denver. Like right. and, and like and I asked myself this is what kind of coach is good for this iteration of the Eagles? Whatever this like whatever we believe will be this iteration of the Eagles. I think it's still gonna be vet laden. Well, the twenty twenty one version will be very It looks similar as the 2020 version. So Mm -hmm. what type of coach do you want? Because I'm really surprised, Roy. And, like, I don't like reading into, like, I don't – like, I haven't heard a lot of players talk about, like, Doug being gone. Like, I I saw a couple dudes saying, thanks, coach. But, like, I 
I need to know what the heck happened. Like, I, I mean, like, obviously, like, there was some, like, stuff going on in that Eagles locker room at the end of the season. And I just don't know, like, where it went wrong. Yeah, that's a – I don't know. I, I don't know. Like you said, like, it's, you would think there would be a little bit more of the outpouring. He won you a Super Bowl. Like, he won a Super Bowl. And like you said, like, a lot of these Super Bowl guys are still here. Um, so you think there would be a little bit more. But, again, maybe, like you said, maybe, like – and something that happened in the locker room, it was like, you know what, maybe everybody understood that, that time was up. Maybe they Yeah, they are, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, I just feel like, in the last always, just Doug Pierce is just going to go very underappreciated, whether it's by the players or, more importantly, the people that were his bosses. Because they obviously don't think he is worth a hill of beans. And, yeah, they, haven't yeah. thought, and they haven't thought he's been worth a hill of beans for a long time. Yeah, like I think, I, I think by and large, I think the fans will appreciate him, and he'll he'll get he'll get the appreciation he deserves from the fans. The players again, TBD. Um, but right, like obviously, like Jeffrey Lurie. Well, that's the reason why that's the reason why the Eagles had to make a hire because Jeffrey Lurie, you know, said, "Hey, man, Doug Peterson, I know you want a Super Bowl and all that stuff, but you need to do X, Y, and Z." And Doug was like, "Fam, like I got you a ring. Like, yes. let, me, let me do a let me call a couple of the shots." Yes, Jeff not, was like, no. it's not like he's even saying like, "Let me call all the shots." Let me. Right. <laughs> what a novel concept. Let the head coach hire his coaches. Yeah, so yeah, so he said, let me call a couple of shots. Jeff was like, nah, fam. And so now Nick Sirianni is is our coach. And you mentioned earlier, and it was a it's a great analogy. You know, the Eagles went straight LinkedIn on this because Nick Sirianni, of course, coached under Frank Reich, which is part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. Actually, like you mentioned, Frank Reich actually gave the Eagles kind of like the uh the the the, the final seal of approval or the uh I guess what what is the oh, um, he did. What's the uh, the uh, when you call it the reference? He had a reference. Yes, a reference. Yes. <laughs> he was a Nick Sirianni's reference. Um, you know, you, you know, references available upon request at the bottom of yeah. the resume. You know, Eagles Eagles made the call. Frank Reich said, like, "Yeah, this dude's a young bull dude. He's you know he's a young up and coming talented kind of guy." I think from what I heard, that's what kind of tipped the scales uh, for for Nick Sirianni. Um, but look, I think by all accounts, people Eagles probably see him as like a young bull, Frank Reich kind of you know in the same vein of you know Frank Reich, and they want to recreate. Re- you know, reclaim the magic that Frank Reich had with Carson Wentz. Now, whether or not this is the answer, we don't know. But I think we one thing we do know that as a first-time head coach, he's probably going to be a little bit more amenable to what Howie Roseman and, and Jeffrey Lurie want to do. Like if they say, no, do, but no, but yeah, that but, is what do they want to do? Do they do do they want to have input on his coaches? Like, don't don't think for a second Nick Sirianni has any say on like personnel. Like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 He ain't even going on Tankathon. Like, no, no, no. like, like, no, Jeff is probably like, you know, um, take, take your play designer, like use Adobe or something. And like, no, like, no. And, and like, this is really the, the moral of this is right now, whether it's fair or not, the, like, and, and, and maybe it's some, maybe at some point they'll change their mind, but. In the eyes of Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie, they they believe that the their vision should be overseeing everything, and I don't I don't agree at all. But that's the reality, and until and and now it's on on the Nick Sirianni to like prove himself. And Nick Sirianni is going to have to kind of fit his vision within their vision because again. Howie Rosen and Jeffrey Lurie run the show. So, I mean, there's only going to be so much that they, you know, allowed Nick Sirianni to do as a 39-year-old first-time head coach. He's 39? Um, 39 oh years old. God. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at the point where we're older than the coaches. <laughs> um, yeah, we're – this is this No, but, is no, but like, I, like, people are asking, and, like, I don't – do you think this was a collaborative effort from Jeffrey Lurie or, and Howie Rosen, or do you think this leans towards – a, a more Jeff decision or a more Howie decision? So from what I've read, it sounded like Jeffrey Lurie was team Sirianni and Howie Roseman was team McDaniels. Which which doesn't make sense to me because I – could you imagine Howie Roseman and Josh McDaniels working together? Because, one, Josh McDaniels wouldn't take any mess <laughs> from Howie Roseman. I can tell you that for a fact. Like, yeah, like that, yeah. yeah, that's where it's – and, like, I, I, I mean, I – I'll believe it. I mean, it's reported. I know, like, I, I, I don't know why people would, would make that up, but is that is that a good thing? So does that mean that, like, even in his own warped sense of what Howie Roseman is, he feels okay? 
I need to take something away from him. Well, two things. Uh, the first thing, um, the Roseman thing. I think it was Bleeding Green Nation. I apologize if I got the attribution wrong, but I believe it was them who reported that Howie Roseman's old college roommate is on the Patriots staff and is friends with McDaniels. So I think that's the key. That's the link between the two. So again, mm-hmm. whether or not you know, you know, that's the you know, the I don't again. Howie Roseman, like you said, Howie Roseman and Josh McDaniels don't personality wise don't seem mm-hmm. like they would go together. But if your boy is like, hey man, you know, this is my guy, then maybe yeah. that's the key. Two. Is that a good thing about the Howie Roseman, uh, Jeffrey Lurie? I don't know. See, it's kind of tough. Like, who? Like, I guess the question is: Are you okay with your owner making the coaching decision? Because your or, owner basically made the coaching decision this week. Or is, with, is okay? the auspices of the other dude in the room, John Dorsey, which I True. don't like. Well, True. one thing. This is another example of too point. many cooks in the damn kitchen. Well, I don't know if you have the right cooks, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like in this, like, if if you ask me who I wanted to make the coaching decision, well, like, is it like, all right, if you ask me who do I want to make the coaching decision, Howie Roseman or a combination of Jeffrey Lurie and John Dorsey, I'd go with the latter. So, like, these are the right cooks in the kitchen. Whether or not Jeffrey Lurie needs to be in the kitchen is another, well, is a different story altogether. But yeah, you know. no, like, and and after all this, I'm glad that like all this stuff about like Jeff Lurie being in, I like I I like another reference to uh, Birds with Friends. You know his son Julian was in the interview with Doug Peterson, and like I like it's like one of these things where you don't know like I don't know like who else is in who else is making decisions. Does like the son have like his dad's ear to be like, yo, I like Nick Sirianni? Like this is where. Sometimes airing, getting your dirty laundry out is good because for the longest time, boy, Jeffrey Lurie was was above reproach. He was this mm-hmm. like I don't know, like let people cook. Now people are, now 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 it's it's very evident that like he's doing a lot of the cooking. Yeah, no, he's doing a lot of the cooking. And again, I I, I will applaud him that he understands that um, he had Howie Roseman in the kitchen for you know with too much power, with too much you know control over the ingredients in the kitchen by bringing in John Dorsey. Cause again, I, I have more faith in John Dorsey in decisions like these. So I'm glad that he kind of had, you, you know, use the advice of John Dorsey to make this decision for Nick Sirianni. But again, I think this all comes back or a, a lot of this comes back to Carson Wentz. Like, I think a lot of this comes back to the guy that Jeffrey Lurie wants to fix because Jeffrey Lurie committed a boatload of money to Carson Wentz. And again, if you get a guy from the Frank Wright coaching tree, and if you get a guy who you can kind of, more or less kind of kind of tell what to do as far as your coaching staff and your offensive philosophy. That's what I think it all comes back to. I think it all comes back to that. Now, I'm not going to go as far as Emmanuel Acho today, who, you know, as we were recording, it said, or before we recorded it, said that basically the Eagles hired a, hired a puppet that will do what Lori and Roseman say. I'm not going to I'm not going to go that far. But again, like, I, I mean, Nick Sirianni, like, I don't like, and, and all this kind of intertwines into the whole, elephant in the room which is like i don't know like minority coaches not getting yeah we'll talk about that yeah. because because we talked about it the connection the linkedin like yep. like the reference howie roseman knowing doc mcdaniel is like someone from college who, who referenced mcdaniel it, it, it's these connections that unfortunately black black guys aren't part of like i i mean like no one's getting that reference or, or, or like, and that really is like the, like the gist of all this is like, it's getting out of your network, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 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 or, or expanding your network. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. Um, yeah. I mean, we can talk about, well, let's talk about this now because again, I, I was going to kind of bring it all together later, but let's talk about this now because Sirianni is the guy and like you said, like a lot of the internet is kind of upset about it uh, for a number of reasons. Um, a lot of us and are unfortunately happy. he's unfortunately he's the poster boy for this, and mm-hmm. and and the guy didn't do anything to, like to deserve any of it. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you're right. And a lot of us are happy that it wasn't Josh McDaniels. But again, you know, if you go down the list of like, the Eagles are looking for a head coach, the Eagles, you know, the their final according to reports, the final four candidates were Nick Sirianni, Josh McDaniels, uh, Dennis Allen, the Saints, DC. And Kalamora, the Dallas OC, all white dudes. All right. Meanwhile, Eric Bieniemy has had seven head coaching interviews. He's been the OC in Kansas City for a couple of years, and probably the most explosive offense, or definitely the most explosive offense we've seen since the Rams. Can't get a job. Seven head coaching um, openings 
this uh, uh, this offseason. Five have gone to white guys. One of us going to a Lebanese guy, Robert Saleh, in, in the Jets. And the, the trashiest job is still open with the Texans, whose quarterback had to beg the owner to interview Eric Bieniemy. This is all a you know a connection based business, and it's yep. kind of it's kind of nasty and disgusting. Even when a guy who has connections, like you would think that again, being part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, Eric Bieniemy would have you know his. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure, so you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. Now's a perfect time to renew your sleep with the one-of-a-kind comfort of Tempur-Pedic and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG, open makes more possible. They would kind of have some sway in some kind of owners, you know, owners rooms and GM rooms around the league. Hasn't happened. That being said, again, I'm not going to bang on the Eagles for picking Nick Sirianni over Staley. Or overdue daily. This is an NFL thing. All right. This is an this is a league. Yeah, 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 we gotta talk like, about the like, league. Yeah, right? no, but let's not isolate like like let's let's not just dump on the Eagles because right. this is a a a rich white owner problem. Yep. This is not a Jeff Lurie like because now I'm like people are like saying, Oh, oh, I don't want to hear Jeff Lurie speak on like on race and society. I'm like Jeff Lurie is responsible for like curing like like this league wide minority coaching area. No. Mm-hmm. He's he's hired he hired Ray Rowe. like that's like no one's asking every coach every coach hired to be a black guy but I I mean and and I think someone mentioned it it's like why is there only Eric the enemy that's like the the it coach like I, I mean shouldn't there be I'm not, not saying to me go I'm not even saying to me go right we're not but talking like, about Byron Leftwich Byron Leftwich the OC at Tampa Bay we're we not talking about him he's been OC for a couple of years let's talk about yeah. him let's talk yeah, about that, other, you know. Yeah, like there's no, other guys who are qualified. If 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 quarterbacks coaches can be elevated to head coaches, then we can talk about you know position coaches like you know, again, like a D'Amico Ryan's who can be elevated to head coaches. Again, it's not just Eric like Eric Bieniemy is the guy who it's like to me like last year when I saw Eric Bieniemy didn't get the job, I'm like you know what maybe because the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, you know he couldn't interview until later, blah blah blah, whatever like that. You know maybe maybe that's what it is. Like next year if he doesn't get a job, there's a problem. Well, there's yeah. obviously a problem. All right, like there's a real problem. But if I he doesn't get a job for two cycles, and this is an issue. No, but it, it's it comes back to it. It the hopes and dreams of like black coaches shouldn't shouldn't just lean on Eric Bieniemy. Should, there should be other dudes in the mix and right. Todd Bowles, like I, I like mm-hmm. like and like the the up the up and coming black offensive coach. Whoever the hell that guy is, like I mean, but, but that's the thing. It's like, but like, Bieniemy's an offensive guy. Like, like Byron Leftwich is an offensive guy. You know, like there's offensive guys. Like Todd Bowles himself said, I think it was today. He said, you know, like, like a lot of black coaches are going to get a shut out of the cycle because a lot of black coaches play, de- you know, coach defense, and the NFL now is an offensive league, and people want the young, up and coming offensive court, you know, offensive guy or whatever like that. There's offensive guys. Like again, there's multiple offensive guys that teams can pick from to be a head coach. But again, like if we go to the uh, what's what's the Brandon? What's the kid's name in uh the the Chargers coach? Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. We got Brandon Staley. It's like yeah. okay, you know we got a, a Dan Campbell who's talking about biting kneecaps today for for yeah. the, the Detroit Lions. It's like something okay, something is broken in the entire in the NFL system. It's not on Jeffrey Lurie to fix a. It's not on Jeffrey Lurie to fix this. And B, if Jeffrey Lurie had hired Deuce Staley or had hired Eric Bieniemy, it still would be a problem. Yeah, no. There would just be one more black coach. No, for me, Roy, it's not. It, it's not within the system. It's you make these. You make these connections outside of the complex. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you're doing it when you're playing golf. You're doing it when you're like I don't know, at like a happy hour or a conference or something. Like that's like, and it goes back to going outside of whoever you usually ro- roll with in your network. That's like, and and sometimes not force, but like. The these older white guys need to like branch out, like 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 that's why like you can be in a facility with a dude like I don't know, sixteen hours a day, but 
do you get do you really get to know the dude unless you're like maybe having dinner with him or like maybe you went on like a, a family vacation with a guy that's where that's where that's where jobs are like it's not even just the nfl that's where like most of the jobs are like i don't know through like a networking event a happy hour something like that that needs to be translated into the nfl yeah and and, and again like, like i don't want to take any way anything from away from nick sirianni or anything like that. Like this is an NFL. This is an NFL issue. And again, it's not Jeffrey Lurie isn't always is automatically racist because he <laughs> Nick Sirianni over Deuce Daly or you know or Eric Bieniemy or, or whoever else. They like this. We're not no no. That's not the problem. Like Nick, like Jeffrey Lurie picked Nick Sirianni because he thinks Nick Sirianni is the best fit for his football team. And again, that's again I like Nick Sirianni is not a is not a hire you really need to justify. Like I don't, I don't believe. Like there's some of these, some of these guys who get hired. You're like, all right, well, like Dan Campbell. Like, we got to talk. Like, like the Dan Campbell thing. Maybe we need to discuss this. Brandon Staley. He's been coaching in. Like he was four years ago. He was coaching Division Three. It's like, all right, we can let's talk about that a little bit. Like, all right, but like, the Nick Sirianni thing. It's like I think it's pretty. Like it's pretty straightforward. But that being said, again, in the bigger picture, NFL likes to talk about the Rooney Rule and diversity and trying to be better at this. They clearly ain't better at this. Like there's two black head coaches. There's yeah. two. All right. There's seven yeah, jobs. And- and none of them were, held, were filled by a black coaches here, unless somebody gets lucky after after this. You know, for, well, I guess lucky air quotes and gets that Texans job. But I mean, this is I mean, this is a, a, a systemic problem. Yeah, no, and there aren't enough roles you can make to like make this work. You can't. Like this takes like subconscious and conscious effort. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it does. And like, and people can like. I think, I think the Rooney Rule higher higher thing is is bogus. Like I mean, it's just it's just checking off a box. Like mm-hmm. like, like it just needs to be like I don't like I don't. And that problem is I don't know the answer. Like I I mean like people are like upset about it and they should, but it's like you boycott like like you, like you, there's there's not an there's not an easy solution to this other than getting black owners or or older guys that frankly have never had minorities in their like in their circle to say, okay, I'm going to incorporate minorities in my circle. Like, like it really comes down to that. Yeah. You need, you need a, you need a, a more dedicated effort at the highest, the owners at the ownership level to fix this. And again, I'm not, I'm not that guy who I forget who is whatever the proposal was is like, well, if somebody, or maybe it's, I don't even, I don't think it's real, but they were like, you know, if you hire oh, no, take away draft picks, if, you, if you hire an OC from somebody else, you get a third round pick or like, don't give me that. Like, stop. Like, that's just trash. Like, but again, like give me, give me a more concerted effort to, you know, to interview, you know, black coaches, to have black coaches on your staff, to have black coaches in the pipeline. Because again, you know, we talk about the Rooney rule and how many, how you have to interview guys. That urban Meyer thing was done like a second after the season. It's like, don't yeah. tell me the Jaguars made a good faith effort to kind of interview other coaches because like Urban Meyer was in the bag, probably in the bag for months. We didn't know about it until the, until January the fourth when the season was over. So like again, like there needs to be a real effort again at all and levels. The ironic thing is, these, you know, uh, and right. Roy, the ironic thing is, the owner's a minority. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again. I mean, like, like yeah, the one know, non-white owner in the, in the NFL. All right. Yeah. So I, I mean, like. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like I, I mean, it, it it goes back to, it, it it you can't just pick one instance. You can't like like there needs to be. We need to know more names of of sexy up and coming black coaches. We don't because we right. don't. Like, right. I, I mean, other than Demico Ryan's. Right again, like there's yeah, there's a couple O's, there's a couple you know DCs and OCs and but there's not there's not enough. There, there's we need not a black there's, Arthur Smith. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let's let's make the black Arthur Smith. Let's make the black Dan Campbell. Let's talk about biting kneecaps and, and, and getting out there. But let's let's get back to Sirianni, though, because, again, this is all about this is Nick Sirianni day um, here in, in Philadelphia. Again, he, according to Jeff McClain, uh, he said he talked to an NFL source who said Sirianni was, quote, a good guy, solid candidate, fairly smart, but not super smart. <laughs> Great. Con- concern is he is likely to top out as a B-level coach for a team that's in the mix to make the playoffs, but not a real Super Bowl chance. Low drama, even keel. Um, let me just say this, and I'll, I'll let you respond. To be fair, I don't know how much we know about any of these dudes, and especially a 39-year-old dude like Nick Sirianni. Because, again, and you've mentioned it before, 
Nick, uh, the Doug Peterson hire was the most unenthusiastic I've been over an Eagles coaching hire in a long time. Like he the Andy Reid thing, he was coaching high school. He coached high school for Christ's sake. Right, the Andy Reid thing. I was like, all right, he coached Brett Favre, whom I'm there. You know, Chip Kelly, oh man, Oregon, whatever, like that. The Doug Peterson thing. I was like, whatever, man. This is whatever, dude. I do want a Super Bowl. So again, whatever. Again, like whatever stories we're hearing about Nick Sirianni, as long as he's not like a terrible human being. I don't know if we can, you know, adequately use those to judge who he's going to be for the next three or four years. No, and and because I'm torn about this whole because I because I feel like I don't know your your coaching search is flawed if you're just like trying to find a dude who's like trying to fix your like semi broken quarterback. But I like and and obviously there was some tension or conflict with 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 Doug and these players and like maybe one of but like. At some point, all these players are gonna be gone, mm-hmm. and like maybe like this dude here, like because like McLean saying, "Oh, this is the wrong, the like the wrong guy for this roster." What's to say this roster is gonna be here next? Not this year, because I but like next year, Nick Sirianni is gonna like have an entirely new team. So maybe he's not coaching like aged vets who are still living off the of Super Bowl. Maybe he's coaching young draft picks, and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like. That like that's how I'm approaching it. Well, that and the whole Carson thing, because really, like, isn't like it's not a coincidence that that uh, he's under the tree of a guy who your quarterback had his best season under. No, one thousand. Like, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a Carson. This let's not you know play around. This is a Carson hire. All right, like this is this is a dude. And again, like I don't even know if Carson's going to be on his team in two years, but he's going to be on his team in 2021. And Jeffrey Lord is like, yo, man. You got to fix this. And <laughs> whether it was going to be this guy or whether it was going to be Josh McDaniels or whoever else was, like their number one job is to fix Carson Wentz. And that's, I guess, the question that I have because, again, he's a first-time head coach. I mean, I know he worked with Andrew Luck, and I know he worked with Philip Rivers. Do, is he going to have enough stroke? Is he going to have enough say himself to tell Carson Wentz, hey, man, you need to shut up and listen because here's my resume? Or – is he gonna have to bring in a you know an established OC to be that hammer? You know, I I thought about this because I because I knew you were gonna answer this question. Okay. This really reminds me of, or it should remind me of Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, like I I mean, I don't say he was because Carson Wentz was broke, is broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I mean, I don't think Ryan Tannehill would Ryan Tannehill never had the peaks that Carson had. Ryan Tannehill was considered a bust when when he when he got traded to Tennessee they had a new coach, first time coach, Mike Vrabel, fought in an OC, Arthur Smith. I feel like I feel like it's gonna take the combination of Sirianni and the OC to like I, because like someone said, it's like Nick Sirianni is a first time head coach. He's gonna devote all of his damn time to Carson Wentz. What kind of operation is that? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's not a quarterback coach. He's a head coach, and for <laughs> yes, the first time head yes, coach. For the first time, you think like. Like this dude's head's gonna be spinning to like be like, okay, I gotta I, I gotta heal a pretty fractured locker room, a full of veterans, to like try them to get them to buy in, and like I don't know, and fix this, and, and fix this quarterback, and deal with a non-talented roster. God bless you, dude. Like like that's where like like because I saw like it, it really is gonna. I'm really interested to see what kind of staff this guy brings in. That like I, I don't know, and it doesn't need to be like Jim Caldwell or like this OC. Someone said Anthony Lynn. I'm like, yes, bring Anthony Lynn in. Like I, I mean, he's a head coach, not a good one, but like <laughs> I mean, but it's it's someone that can like get in car. Like he's a dude that needs to be in Carson's grill, not Sirianni. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All like all all you know. Blessings to, to Mike Sirianni. He don't have Nick Sirianni. He doesn't have the time to do, to do with Carson Wentz. All right, like you said, like you got as a first time head coach, you have fifty three. You've never called plays before, by the way. You have to deal with fifty three dudes, and you're thirty nine years old, and you're barely older than some of your wide receivers on this team. And well, you gotta, well, like, well, like not this year. Well, I don't, yeah, well, come on, man. You know, you know, you know who's coming back, baby. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, like, see, no. this is where I just like I, I mean, like. People are pointing to Sirianni as like the like the end all be all. Like no, like I, I mean, like you're going to need an OC to basically be like an associate head coach, right? Like I, I mean, like and you're going to need a dude with, I, I think anyway, with some cachet. 
whether it's Anthony Lynn. Like, I, I mean, Anthony Lynn should be the guy. Like, I, I mean, like, he's been a head coach a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's he's had good offenses. I mean, like, the Chargers offense wasn't the problem. It was game manager. But he, but he could say, yo, look what I did with Justin Harper. You going to listen? And, like, I, mm-hmm. I, it's on the course. And, and, and this is the problem with all this, man. Carson's got to fix a lot of his damn self. Right. Like, I mean, he can't, like, say, oh, I'm, like, I, I, I need to be coached. No, you need to take some of that stuff home. Like, yeah. I, like, or, no, no pun intended. Had that come to Jesus moment if you haven't already. Like, like this is, this takes, this is not, this is not a Nick Sirianni problem. This is an uh, everybody problem. Yeah, no, it's an everybody problem. And Nick Sirianni's not going to be able to fix it by himself. And, Anthony Leonard, whoever the OC is, not going to be able to fix it, and the quarterback coach is not going to be able to fix it. Because, again, we saw, for those of you who read the, the Jeff McClain article from last week, I mean, again, if you want to believe the article, and I tend to believe in a lot of it, a lot of this is on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz just missing, just straight up, you know, open reads on, on you know, calls and, you know, going kill, kill, and then, you know, checking out to a run play that gets, that gets stuffed in the line. A lot of this is on Carson Wentz. So I don't care if it's Nick Sirianni or Anthony Leonard or whoever. Carson Wentz is checking out of good plays and going to bad plays, and that's what Carson Wentz. Um, so again, you got to have the come to Jesus meeting, um, you know, and kind of figure out what what you need to do. And again, I do and agree. Go, oh, 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 sorry, right? and, and yeah. we don't know what kind of defense they're going to run. Right, and I, I do agree that probably the OC and maybe the DC too. But these guys, these guys are going to have to be like more or less established guys. Now I know there, there are rumors that the DC is going to be the uh, the Colts D backs coach. Um, I have his name. I forget what his name is. Um, uh, I forget what his name is, but um, he's going to be probably the the defense. Well, I won't say probably Jonathan Gannon. Um, they're saying he might be the defensive coordinator, and that's all well and good because the Colts' defense is pretty good. Um, that said, you still need a, at some on some point you need an established name in that locker room, and probably on the offensive side of the ball to kind of coach up those knuckleheads. And by knuckleheads, I mean <laughs> knuckleheads. No, no, and and I I, I go back to Roy. This team isn't going to look this way in twenty twenty two. Like I mean, this is like. And who's to say that you don't trade a lot of these guys? That, like, I, I mean, like, you're bringing in a brand new, like, a first-time head coach. Like, I, I mean, Brandon Staley is dealing with a young roster. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, and maybe you bring in Sirianni just a year early to fix Carson, but I have a feeling this roster is going to be turned around. And, like, and, and probably for the better. Like, I, I mean, you double down on this old roster for too long. And... What's to say that like you can't trade Brandon Graham, like I, and like you don't owe any of these guys anything anymore. It's like as many of these guys that you can get away with with having with fielding a, a half decent team, do it. Yeah, you mentioned Brandon Graham. You know he might not be here two years from now. Fletcher Cox might not be here two years from now. Um, Malik, um, well, Malik Jackson going to be here for you know two years from now. Um, <laughs> Jason Kelsey probably won't be here two years from now. Um, Jason, yeah. Peters probably, Jason Peters probably wants to be here two years from now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I guess my question is, where do you care what your veterans think about this hire? No, I don't care because again, they don't <laughs> matter. Like, like here, are the, here are the people. I, I, I was gonna say I was gonna, I was gonna give you a list of the people I care about, but I don't, I don't know how many people. No, to be honest, I don't know how many people are on that list. I don't know if that list that list might be empty because I don't know if I care about anybody on this no, roster because as far as what they no, care because about. they bowed this coach. Like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean. This is just me, Roy. But three years from now, we're going to be like, "Why the hell did they fire Doug Peterson?" You 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 think that? I think that, and but this is the perfect example: is you can't fire everyone from that locker room. Correct. Like and 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 I don't know whether it's just quarterback related. Like we're like you just have a faction of dudes that ride with Carson and a faction that don't. And until you fix that problem, you ain't. It, it don't matter if, if if Bill Belichick has it. like you're gonna need to just and this is and this is important that you're gonna need to like so one, this one of these quarterbacks needs to step up mm-hmm. and frankly it needs to be Carson Wentz. So so here's the thing like I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that we're gonna be here two years or three years from now saying why do we fire Doug Peterson because I think well here's the thing if Doug Peterson was was is the coach this year. Doug Peterson would have had Press Taylor to be the OC. I don't think that would have fixed Carson Wentz. I think this has a better chance to fix Carson Wentz. Is so is that on the the Eagles project plan for 2021? 
Mm-hmm. Is that number one? That's is number that one. what you're having meetings every Wednesday to, to talk about? That's number one. That's again, that's why Doug's not here because Doug said, Hey, I can <laughs> fix Carson Wentz and do, press Taylor. And Jeffrey Lurie is like, No, you're not. And that's the same thing I would have said if I was Jeffrey Lurie. Or, and, and, and then you benched them. Like, you know, so yeah, now this, this was a perfect example of picking the guy that you have the most financially invested to. Right. I, and, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and once again, I'm glad all this stuff is coming out about everybody because one, no one's absolved from this. Doug, because obviously Doug wasn't running that locker room all that great. No. And like this is on Howie. This is on Lori. Like everyone's gotten dumped on in the last couple of weeks. And you know what? That's good. No, it, it, it's a good thing. And again, like you know, we all we all like you know, there's blood on everybody's hands when it comes to all this. Like everybody has a role to play in this. Hopefully, we still haven't talked about the draft because really, yeah. isn't that like because more importantly than Sirianni, who the hell is making the making the picks? Oh, it's gonna be Howie. Howie's gonna make the picks. No, but is it gonna be Howie and Dorsey? Howie? It's okay. No, yeah. it, no, is it gonna so so Dor- John Dorsey is and gonna Howie. be in Howie's ear? Yeah. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. But I think I, I assume that John Dorsey is still going to be here in April, and I think John Dorsey is going to be making involved in the decision making with this with this team. Yeah, that's my thought. And we still haven't talked about you. Still talked about Jalen Hurts because, like, can you bring Jalen Hurts back? Jalen Hurts is coming. Jalen Hurts is coming back. Like you keep saying, like these two dudes can't coexist. They're going to coexist. I promise <laughs> you. I promise you, they will coexist. I promise you that in all this, what, what does that meeting about. look like? No, it like no. matter. It doesn't no, matter. Like, no, what does Sirianni and or unnamed OC tell Carson Wentz? Like, hey man, yo, yo, here's our offense. You're gonna have to learn this and not learn this. Like, you want you want to like again, we're going to make it. Uh, see, that's the thing. I I think Nick, Nick Nick Sirianni was brought in to fix Carson Wentz. So again, I'm I'm gonna say what I what I said before about Doug. I think Nick Sirianni is gonna tell Carson Wentz, look, we're gonna try to make this is. You don't have the job, but I will put my finger on the scale for you to get the job. But you got to meet me halfway. Okay. But you got to meet me halfway. By That's the way, this is this is going to be a great segue I to our next segment because because <laughs> I need to know the conversations that are happening currently with yeah. a guy who needs fixing. No, uh, like no, yeah. like I like that that really because you're going to need to talk Carson Wentz not the ledge like that's the no, pain, no, no. that thing. No, but you're going to need to for him to get you in his corner. Like mm-hmm. you kind of need to do an, a, a Dave Hebner and like fix the map. <laughs> you're gonna need to put Jalen Hurts' leg on, like, like, like take it off of the middle rope and get pinned. No, the, no, you're going to need like, like scummy Nick, Nick Patrick. No, you're, no, you're going to no. That's like you're going to need again of uh, the special enforcer Mike Tyson in the ring, rip <laughs> off the shirt, you know, after after and say, oh, he was really with Stone Cold all along. This is this is what you need. Like you need somebody in the corner who you think is going to be for the other dude, but it's really for Carson once all along. No, no, really no, no, no. But like I, I like I once again. Sorry, I listened to this Birds of Friends podcast for a couple of hours. No, like does that play in a locker room or do no once again? You, but, you can't, you can't, but you can't. You can't make it obvious. Okay, you can't, you can't make it obvious because I think that's what fractured this locker room. Was I, I? I guarantee a lot of dudes were there. Where it's like, yo, we're talking about like. Production gets on the field. This guy can't even throw a forward pass, and and he hasn't gotten benched yet. Yeah, no. The offense, one of the offensive linemen went to Doug Peterson. <laughs> like, yo, man, you got benched. Jason Peters. Jason Peters. Jason Peters. So yeah, you got a bench dude. He stinks. So like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that definitely had a role. But yeah, you can't. I don't think you can make it obvious. But again, if okay. it's if it if it's like, and I don't. We won't know a lot of it. But again, you can't tell. You, you can't tell Howie to like ring the bell like Vince did. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't ring, you can't Earl Hebner, you can't blatantly Earl Hebner it, but you can kind of make it a little. Like if the show, if the shoulders are coming up a little bit off the mat, you can still count three. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, but this is a real thing. Like you need, you need to give the impression that it's competition, even though it's not really. Co- no, it's not really semi competition. Semi competition. All right, we have seven minutes left before we go to basketball. Really quick, thirty seconds. Who's winning this weekend? Conference championship weekend. Who you got? Um, it's it, it's hard to, to to go against the favorites. I'm gonna go uh, KC Green Bay, which should which should lend itself to a hell of a Super Bowl. Yeah, this is the Super Bowl we all deserve after 2020. KC uh, Green Bay. Those are my picks as well. They're both favored by three. 
Um, I assume the line would go up once we know for certain that Patrick Mahomes is going to play on Sunday, but all signs are pointing to him playing. Um, hopefully these are two good games because these playoffs have been kind of uneven. Um, but Patriots, Patriots, Packers is the Super Bowl. I want to see, you want to see, I think the people out there want to see. Yeah, I don't, like, I'm glad Brady beat Breeze. I don't need to see Brady in our Super Bowl. I don't, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, just for the story purposes, but again, like, I want to see the, 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 you know, the current, the current best to ever do it versus probably the future best to ever do it on a stage together. Probably Aaron Rodgers last around the sun, you know, at this, at this, at that level. I'd like to see that one more time. Yeah, no, and, and, and that will get super duper numbers. No, it's gonna be it's gonna get crazy numbers. Something else I'd like to see. So I'd like to see my point guard shoot a basketball every now and then. Not not even just take threes because again we're done. We're past the threes. We're done with the threes. I'm not as mad as I, I was before about the threes. I'm upset about my my point guard taking shots. <laughs> ben Simmons takes less shots per game than Seth Curry. Ben Simmons takes the same number of shots per game as Danny Green. Less than Shake Milton. Less than Tyrese Maxey. 8.8 field goal attempts per game. And by the way, there were a couple of so what you're saying is So what you're saying is he probably takes less free throws than that. Well, well, yeah, that's true. And and again, let's keep in mind that a couple of those games, Joel Embiid did not play. Now, Ben Simmons, again, is the super all-star point guard. He's a superstar, all-NBA dude. I need a little bit more than nine nine field goal attempts per game, and so like you 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 alluded to it before. Like I didn't have to talk to a therapist, but I did talk to my good friend Crystal Rich from Sixers Outsiders. She was on the show the middle today, uh, well Thursday I should say, the Philly Voice uh, Radio Show with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays um, and Eton Chander. She was on the show, so I texted her after the show because she is team yo. Like we might have to think about moving Ben, which again, which is our team, which is the team we're on. No, but like I asked you, Roy, what happened? Well, like, okay. Well, because, here's here's, here's the thing. Because because yeah. I've been on this side for a while, and mm-hmm. I hell I've probably been on it for longer than most. But like, what is because like nothing has happened. Like, no, look, is it? I I know he's gotten worse, but I don't think you can tell that from like maybe you can from, yeah, from you watching can. every game. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> what is like? Is it the new regime? Is it? Is, is it a mix of MB playing well in spite of this? Like I don't know, like because like the variables are still changed. He doesn't shoot. He has zero confidence in any element of offense, um, and he hasn't gotten like he hasn't improved in one aspect of offense other than dunk. Yeah. So so I asked Crystal. I'm like, yeah, what is the problem? Like, what's the deal? She thinks it's mental. Again, I know Danny Pomel's on Twitter earlier this week. He said he thinks it's mental. I think it has to be mental because again, he's like he's not aggressive. He's not as aggressive as he's, as he's been. Like it's clear he's not as aggressive as he's been. He's deferring more. He's just not the same. No, but what? No, but, but what is causing the mental block? Is it the trade rumors? Is it the pressure? Because like they got him space. They got him shooters. Mm-hmm. So you can't blame you can't blame management. Right. Like I, I mean, like he should, but it's he just isn't. And he's getting support from the coach. He's getting support from the players. I, I mean, half-assed. But, I mean, like, he's – like, because at some point, you're going to get guys who aren't supportive, who, who are supportive, not be as supportive anymore. And, right. like, like, and I don't know, like, because people keep saying, wait, wait, wait till it heats up. I'm like, I'm waiting. Well, here's the thing. He's going at like at some point. <laughs> I don't know when, but at some point, he's going to have to get more aggressive because. Are you sure? He he, he look. He has to like this is like he's shooting. He's shooting nine times a game. Nine. Like you can't have Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry and Danny Green take more shots per game than the guy who's supposed to be your second best guy. Now Tobias Harris wants to shoot. That's fine. But Ben Simmons has to be more aggressive on offense, or this team ain't winning anything. And I know, no, no. And, I, and I know Joel Embiid's great, and you know, 30, 42 and ten and stuff like that. At some point, like he's not going to do that seventy two games and you know twenty some games in the playoffs. Like Ben Simmons has to be more aggressive. He has to be. And whether or not, like I don't know when that time comes. But Doc Rivers is going to have to talk to him. Like, look, fam, like you got to you got to stop. Like because it, because it seems like Doc Rivers is playing the good cop in all this, right? But um. I don't know how you can look and be in the face and say, yo, we're like, because he's, he's, he's not going to be happy if you don't 
maximize this season for him. Like, and, and, and really like, it's all about making, because he's established himself as the best player and you need to make his life easier. And, and, and his life obviously is a lot easier. He's like an MVP candidate, but it could be a lot easier. And it could have been easier mm-hmm. if, 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 if you traded a second year player, a rookie and three first round picks for a guy who had a, who was wearing a fat suit and, <laughs> and was averaging 25 points. But you know, because I, I mean, like, what that really comes down to is like, I mean, like, I and and, and maybe they just didn't want Harden for 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 chemistry purposes. I don't believe that. Like, I, I like like, but when? No, like, when is the when is the due date on what you need to do? Well, the due date, and we don't we have to get out of here. But the due date's probably the, the the trade deadline, and we'll figure out if that is the due date or not. But we have to get out of here. We'll talk more about this next week, I'm sure, because I'm sure that we'll have more of those you know seven shooting attempt games from Ben Simmons over the next week or so if the NBA doesn't decide, decide to shut down uh, because of the COVID nineteen outbreak that's that's hampering the Grizzlies. But we are out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, one hundred six point five FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Inspiration is amazing. It can turn this into this. Put it all together and you get something special. Views is putting it all together with a special price. 99 cents for a Views Alto power unit. Available in-store and at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited, 99 cents plus tax. Pod sold separately. Website restricted age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more vape for your money with Views Alto. Right now, you can get a two-pod Alto flavor pack in-store for just $12.99 plus tax. Available in three bold flavors and three nicotine levels. Get your Views Alto in-store or at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Limited time offer, void where prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over to tobacco consumers.